Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Elizabeth Sharper, announcer for this chapel service. Pastor Philip Wolf will deliver today's chapel. Assisting in the chapel worship today is pianist Mrs. Amanda Minning, and the acolytes are Brianna Clayton and Noah Creek. begin singing hymn number 783 783 take my life and let it be our opening song is take my life and let it be found on page 783 of the lutheran service book
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated for the scripture reading. Our scripture this morning is taken from Mark chapter 12, verses 38 through 44. In his teaching, he was saying, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like respectful greetings in the marketplaces, and chief seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets, who devour widows' houses and for appearances' sake offer long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. And he sat down opposite the treasury and began observing how the people were putting money into the treasury, and many rich people were putting in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which amount to a cent. Calling his disciples to him, he said to them, Truly I say to you, This poor widow put in more than all the contributors to the treasury, for they all put in out of their surplus, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she owned, all she had to live on. This is God's Word. We continue confessing our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed on the inside back cover of the hymnal. And we stand. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of His Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead, and the life of the world to come. Amen. 
Please be seated as we continue singing the second hymn, hymn 781. 781. We give thee but thine own. The next song is We Give Thee But Thine Own, found on page 781 of the Lutheran Service Book. Have you ever enjoyed paying somebody back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it was a pushback. Maybe it was a physical pushback. Somebody pushed you and you didn't like it. And you pushed them back. Or they hit you and you didn't like that. And you decided to hit them back. It happens all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. I saw it this morning before most of you showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And even if I hadn't, I know it happens a lot. It happens with adults, too. Somebody does something wrong to you, or maybe they just do something that you don't like. For whatever reason. And you set yourself up as judge, jury, and executioner, and you decide that's not going to stand without me getting some sort of satisfaction and retaliation of some sort. I'm going to show them they are not going to get away with that. Yeah. Like I said, it happens with adults too. Just as much as it happens with you. Well, guess what? Jesus knows all about that. All about it. Every time you do it, every time you think about doing it, whether you actually do it or not, he knows about it. He knows what's in your heart. We know that from today's word. The first three verses are talking about the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the holy, learned, wise, powerful, influential, controlling people of the day of Jesus. In his teachings, he was saying, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like respectful greetings in the marketplaces and chief seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets who devour widows' houses and for appearances' sake offer long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. They wear long robes because people with long robes are powerful and influential. If you wear a long robe, you can't get around and you can't do as many things physical, which means you can't do menial labor, hard physical work. And so they were showing it off. I'm important. I don't have to work hard like a lot of you folks do. They like respectful greetings in the marketplace. Yeah. Who doesn't like to have very great things? Who doesn't like to have people smiling and looking favorably on you? Instead of turning their head and not even acknowledging you exist or giving you a snarl and avoiding you and so forth. Yeah. Who devours widows' houses. It was all perfectly legal. They took money from the poor people. They took money from anybody and everybody that they wanted to, and it was all legal. They did it for appearances' sake. And for appearance's sake, they also had long prayers. Ooh. 
yeah. Let's make a good impression. Let's have everybody thinking the absolute best of me, no matter what it might be to take to do it. Uh, if I say long prayers, I must be really holy. I must be really pious. I must be a really good church member. Ooh, I must be good. And don't you dare think anything other than that. Well, in the last four verses, he has a contrast. At least some of the last four verses. And he sat down opposite the treasury and began observing how the people were putting money into the treasury and many rich people were putting in larger, large sums. Okay? Here at Trinity, they pass the plates up and down the pews and everybody puts their offering and it's in an envelope most of the time and nobody knows what they're giving until after the service. It's all been collected and even then, most of the time, nobody ever knows except that person and maybe one or two other people who count it. A poor widow came. Well, how'd they know she was poor? She must have looked like she was poor. She probably didn't have a long robe. Probably wasn't nice. Probably wasn't up to date. It probably wasn't fashionable and stylish. And two, she gave two small copper coins which amount to a cent. We don't really know for sure how much those coins were, but we can get pretty close in guessing that they came to, as it says here, about a cent. A very small amount. So small that you can probably find a lot of them on the floor at Walmart. Because nobody figures it's worth bending over to pick up. Calling in his disciples to him, he said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the contributors to the treasury. All of them. For they all put in out of their surplus, their extra, their miscellaneous, what they had left over after everything else that they wanted to or needed to take care of was taken care of, they still had leftovers. And they were giving out of their leftovers. For they all put in out their surplus, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she owned, all she had to live on. There's the contrast. Especially in that last verse. We don't know who this lady was. He doesn't give her a name. Doesn't matter. He's using her as an example. And this is true. There was a lady 
He wasn't making this up. It's not a parable, not a story, it's not fiction. There was a real lady who did this exact same thing that he says here. And he uses her as an example. Why? The contrast comes in her heart and the heart of all these people who were wise, powerful, influential, wealthy, in the sight of mankind. The people who were busy pushing back, paying back. The people who were busy making the judgment that somebody did something I didn't like or somebody did something that was wrong against me. I have the right to push back, to pay back. When you have that sort of thinking, you're thinking only about yourself. Only about yourself because you're the most important and you don't deserve to be treated any other way than you want to be treated. That's how you're thinking. That's selfish. That's self-centered. That's idolatry. This lady wasn't thinking that way. She gave everything she had. Whatever that was. Those two coins, that was it. That was it. That's all she had. It says so. How did Jesus know this? Because he's Jesus. And he knows her heart, just like he knew the heart of all these other people who were doing what they thought, who were doing all this pushing back and paying back. And this lady does the exact opposite of these other people. She gives everything she owned. All that she had to live on, it says. After she threw those two coins in the offering plate, that was it. She had nothing to live on. Nothing to buy any food with. Nothing to buy anything. Nothing to pay her rent. Nothing to pay for her electric bill or anything else. Nothing. So why does Jesus use this contrast? He's contrasting her heart versus their heart. Why? To say, oh, she's a greater person than they are? No. What's the point in that? Jesus is trying to show us what it is that we have to live on. Him. And his cross. This lady, in her heart, by the Holy Spirit putting faith in her, she knew that she had Jesus to live on and that Jesus is 
everything to live on. These other folks didn't know that. They thought the only thing they had to live on was their money, their power, their influence, their prestige, their reputation. And so, in order to protect that reputation and promote that reputation, they give big sums of money, but it was from their surplus. They always made sure they were taken care of first. This lady... Now, they did that because they didn't realize that Jesus was all they had to live on. They didn't believe that. And that was part of the reason that Jesus used them for an example to start off with because he knew their hearts very clearly and he could look into their hearts and knew exactly what they thought and was, was important and what they thought and how they approached things. And he knew that they thought that he was just a good guy, but he wasn't God. And if he's not God, then he can't do anything for me. Or not much, anyway. But this woman, she knew that he was God. That he is God. And if he's God, he's not just a guy, he's not just a person, a human being, standing there where I can look at it. He's actually God. If he's God... He can do anything. And he is love. He loves me. He will take care of me. In that love that filled her heart, Jesus' love that filled her heart, there was nothing else that she could do except give everything that she had to live on because she was living on Jesus. Those two coins that amounted to next to nothing. That's not what she was living on. And she knew that. Now, Jesus isn't saying, go home and tell your parents to empty out their bank accounts and their savings accounts and, and everything else that they have and bring it all to church here and dump it here up at the altar. No. He's telling you, you have me to live on. You have my cross on Calvary where I gave my life for you in your place when you didn't know about it and you had nothing to do with it. And I took care of all of your sin. I destroyed it. I removed it. It cannot touch you or harm you or accuse you anymore. And you have life with me in faith in my heaven one day, just as you have it now physically here for a while. I'm all that you have to live on forever. Beyond the 70, 80, 90, however many years you live on this earth. I'm all that you have to live on forever in faith 
with me in my heaven. That's Jesus' pushback. That's his payback. That's his payback for Adam and Eve doing what they did. That's his payback for you and I doing what we do very frequently. Yeah. Jesus' payback is all you have to live on. His cross where the Lamb of God took away the sin of the world is all you have to live on. That's why we put it before ourselves as often as we can. Jesus is your payback. You've been paid back. He's all you have to live on. He's all you need to live on forever. Amen. Let's continue with our offering. Trinity Lutheran School is to proclaim and joyously celebrate the gospel through a quality, Christ-centered educational program with one another, the community, and the world. Trinity Lutheran School enrolls students ages 3 through 8th grade. To schedule a tour, contact the school office at 417-235-5931. The 5th through 8th grade will present their play Magpie Pie this Thursday at 1.30 and 7 p.m. in the school gym. On Friday, we will honor our area veterans with a Veterans Day program starting at 2 in the Fellowship Hall. The Sunshine Choir will sing this Sunday at the 10 a.m. worship service.
Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Please be seated as we sing our closing hymn, which is number 712, 712, 712, Seek Ye First. Our closing song is Seek Ye First, found on page 712 of the Lutheran Service Book. worship with us each Sunday morning by means of this broadcast at www.frystatradio.com. We commend you to the love and care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Elizabeth Sharp. Thank you, Pastor Wolf. We have two birthdays that we are celebrating today. Um, Bentley Minning has her baptism birthday today. And Noah Carr will, will celebrate his birthday on Friday. So if you both will come up and we'll sing God's blessings. We also have October Reading Awards, and Mrs. Wolf, what are we awarding for this month? Okay, so all students who scored 95% or higher, and what are we working towards in November? 
the highest reader in each grade. So get to reading. Okay, in first grade, we have Ross Bailey, Seth Carr, Brinley Graham, Brinley, Delaney Sharbach. Second grade, Ava Peters. Hadley Post. Reagan Voskamp. Fifth grade, River Enloe. Colton Kleibaker. Riley Ray. Riley, sixth grade. Hallie Shane. Seventh grade, Ruby Knight. And Lisette Vaught. Okay, we have, we stay there for just a minute. We're going to pick out two prizes. Mrs. Enlow is going to pick one for us. Yeah. Reagan Voskamp. And our second winner is? Lisette Vaught. Teachers, if you could come up here really quick, I just have one quick announcement. Congratulations, you guys. Give them one more round of applause while they find their seats. Miss <laughs> Yellowneck, you already know this, so you don't have to come up. <laughs> 